Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss Blu-rays, DVDs, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and today we got two different sci-fi movies to talk about. Two very different, very, very, very opposite ends of the quality spectrum uh, when it comes to science fiction movies. Uh, So yeah, let's talk about them. Today's first movie is uh, my Blu-ray copy of 12 Monkeys, the Terry Gilliam movie from 1995 starring Bruce Willis, Madeline Stowe, Brad Pitt, a whole bunch of other people. Um, So the reason I have this with me on today's episode is because I watched it recently because uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge fan of the podcast Sardonicast hosted by, I don't know, some random youtubers a furry a gay guy a british man whatever not important anyway so recently their most recent episode was on uh 12 monkeys and i wanted i felt like this would have been a good opportunity to kind of refresh my memory on this movie and watch it to prepare for that episode at the time of me recording this i have not listened to their episode yet so i don't know what they have to say about it but as far as i'm concerned I absolutely adore this movie. I think it's it's one of the greatest time travel movies ever made. Um, now, it is based off of a short film uh, from, I believe, 1960-something or other. Uh, oh, man. Uh, it's based on a f- French short film, La Jetée, uh, directed by French filmmaker Chris Marker. It was released in 1962. Um, and I remember I watched it my freshman year of college when I took a class called History and Film, and I absolutely love that class. Uh, I'll be talking more about the movies we watched in that class at another time, because I discovered so many movies in that class. Um, but one of them we watched was La Jetée, which is a French film, a French short film. It's in black and white. It's entirely just images, like there's no moving moving anything like there's i think there's one shot of like a woman opening up her eyes and that's the only movement you see in the whole movie just it's literally just 30 minutes of still images uh with a narrator narrating the events of what's happening um so it's a bit of a uh a bit of a um bit of a you, you gotta have a bit of a taste for that kind of stuff in order to enjoy that movie um i will admit so 12 monkeys is easily the more uh how to say accessible of the two so obviously 12 monkeys is heavily influenced from that movie in a huge way uh i mean the the box even says uh inspired by chris marker's classic short film la jete so you know the box uh acknowledges that uh and yeah, I think the I th- I personally I think I like this movie more than La Jetée because it's it's easier to grasp, yes, but that doesn't necessarily take away from the impact of the story. So the story is basically about a guy being sent back in time to uh, discover information about a virus that wipes out the majority of people on the planet and he has to it's not even that he has to change the course of history he literally is just there to collect information on it so then people in the present can discover more about this um 
virus and learn to like just just learn to like how to control it how to like make earth more livable now like that's all of us right off the bat like a really interesting aspect of this time travel aspect of the story that like they're not going back to alter history they're going back to just help out the present like and that ties into the whole uh destiny thing because you really can't change the past like no matter how much you want to try you can't (laughs) um and it's just such a it's such a mind warp of a movie because it's literally it literally starts with the ending of the movie you see bruce willis as a child uh witnessing the murder of a man at an airport and then spoiler alert at the very end it's revealed that that guy who got murdered at the airport was in fact bruce willis so it kind of bookends and it's honestly brilliant like i remember when i watched so when i watched 12 monkeys the first time i had watched it with la jate in mind so i already knew the twist of the movie but that still didn't take away from it so when i saw la jate the first time i was blown away by the twist i'm like oh wow i did not see that coming but then 12 monkeys i did see it coming but i felt like i was still fascinated by bruce willis as a character how he's like this weirdo who's just like oh sent sent i mean i mean anybody in that scenario who's like sent back in time and is in like a completely different time period would just be a complete weirdo like it doesn't matter who you are as a person like that shit would fuck with your head and it's just fascinating to watch it's fascinating to watch brad pitt act like a dingus like i'm I'm not kidding brad pitt in this movie is like a psychopath and he is it's one of my it it is my favorite performance from brad pitt because i forget that it's brad pitt i forget that it's hollywood hunk brad pitt i literally see like this psycho environmentalist who's hell-bent on who's just a crazy person like that's his character in the movie i see his character and it's just interesting to to watch to see him because like i said like i'm familiar with brad pitt in that he's kind of like a generic action hollywood star who's just kind of famous for their good looks not a bad actor by any means he does do some really good stuff but i never really see him for his performances whereas this this is a performance like this is him putting it all putting in his all to make this character realized and i love that about this character i love that about this performance it feels like a character like i'm genuinely looking at somebody different than brad pitt it's fascinating um so i guess to talk about the box a little it's really freaking cool so it's an arrow video release of 12 monkeys it's a blu-ray and it's much like a couple other arrow video blu-rays that i have it's it has a reversible cover so uh, it has like this red one where it's like entirely red and then it has one that's entirely like beige and then like the titles in red it's really cool um, and it just has a bunch of features I it does not have La Jete as a special feature which would be kind of cool but it doesn't I don't see it on here which I feel like that would make this a really cool Blu-ray. Like if they had like La Jete as like a as like a bonus feature, just to say like, oh, this is where it was inspired from. But I mean, 
so what? Like, who cares? You could just find La Jete on YouTube. There's like seven different uploads of it on YouTube. Like, I care. Um, I guess to because there's really not much else to say other than I fucking love this movie. Like, like I said, it's one of the greatest time travel stories ever written. Like, and what's great about that is it's one of the greatest time travel stories ever written because it actually follows its time travel rules. That is one thing that kind of makes or breaks a time travel story sometimes is whether or not it actually follows its rules. A lot of the times that a time travel story happens it never really follows its rules like this may sound kind of controversial but back to the future does not follow its time travel rules there it it pulls a lot of strings to kind of make things happen it, it pulls a lot of contrivances in that movie now back to the future by all means i love all three back to the future movies don't get me wrong they're, they're some of my favorite movies of all time mind you just because they don't follow their rules does not mean they're bad movies. Like, I love them. All three of them. I love all three of them. They just have other aspects to them that I love more than I love their following of their time travel rules. Um, but you know what I mean. Like, the butterfly effect. Avengers Endgame, even. Uh, God, just... I think even Interstellar kind of mucks it up. Just a lot of time travel movies do not follow their own rules looper especially looper oh my god like when talking about 12 monkeys you can't help but think about looper because that's another time travel movie featuring bruce willis looper does not follow its time travel rules at all and unfortunately unlike back to the future where even if it doesn't follow its rules it's still an entertaining film like looper i guess it's directed fine but the writing is oh god it's just it's a Ryan Johnson movie, directed really well, written really poorly. Let's let's just leave it at that. But anyway, as for 12 Monkeys, I adore this film. I could talk about it for hours. I don't think I should because we'd be here all day. I think I should just leave it at. It's one of my favorite movies. It's not my favorite Terry Gilliam movie. I'm more partial to Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but that's just a personal thing. Um, but... I think in terms of what I've seen from him that's not Monty Python, I think this might be my favorite. Uh, but I'd have to like watch all his stuff in order to really uh, really pin that down. But I would, if it's not, it is one of the my favorites from him, just because it's it's just one I love revisiting. I love revisiting it. I love how wacky and weird it is. I love all the weird angles. I love just the strangeness of it all. I love the accordion and the score. It's just it's a really strange, surreal, even kind of heavy and cynical movie. Like it's just it it's everything it needs to be and everything it is, it's great at what it does. I love it. I love this Blu-ray. I got it recently just so I could watch it for Sardonicast to prepare for their episode and listening to what they have to say. But even, again, I haven't listened to their episode yet, but even still, like, I just love this movie unconditionally. I, I was bound to buy it on a nice Blu-ray at some point anyway. So, 12 Monkeys, definite keep, definite fine addition to my collection. But... Let's say that you as a person are not looking for a good science fiction movie. Maybe you watch 12 Monkeys and you think to yourself, you know what? This is too good. This is too... 
two of quality. Like, I want something garbage. I want something, say, from the year 2005. Say, something that is another science fiction-ish kind of movie. Starring Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel, Jamie Foxx. Um, directed by the guy who directed The Fast and the Furious. And The Mummy, Dragon Tomb of the Emperor. Oh, no. Anyway, this very specific uh, person who's wanting this movie. I have the movie just for you. It's a movie called Stealth. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not going to lie. I think Stealth may be the worst movie I've talked about yet on this series. Just because uh, I was just unbelievably bored by this movie. Stealth is really 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 bad um so let's start with how we sometimes start with these i don't do this very often but i'd like to do it a lot more often and that is read the back of the dvd box all right so from the director of triple x and the fast and the furious comes an exhilarating epic blockbuster starring josh lucas okay jessica beale oh that woman who was in bojack horseman as herself and other movies but i have not seen her in a good movie so far uh and academy award winner jamie fox best actor ray 2004 huh strange how they boast about having jamie fox an academy award winner and spoiler alert his character dies halfway through the movie like i'm not even kidding like I'm surprised he's on the front of the box. He dies like halfway through the movie. Like the movie genuinely just not give a shit about him. But clearly the marketing cared about him. I mean, we got to have an Academy Award winner no, like s titled in the description. That'll pull people in. Oh, a, a real actor's in this. Yes, real actor Jamie Foxx for his award-winning performance as Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Anyway, back to the box breathtaking from takeoff it thrusts you in the cockpit hits mach 5 and never looks back uh that's a lie i was bored out of my mind watching this movie <laughs> this is not top gun you're not top gun stealth uh and you're also not 2001 a space odyssey uh, but i'll get to that later henry ben and kara are hands down the world's best tactical fighter pilots but a new member joins their team a state-of-the-art, fully automated, pilotless, super-stealth warplane. Inhuman and invincible. But once this stealth goes up, it's never coming down. Wrecking destruction in seconds across the globe. Uh, what movie did you watch? Back of the box. Uh, anyway, leaving the team with one last no-fail mission. To stop it. No matter what. Uh... Oh boy, yeah. So, ba the the basic storyline of this movie is, uh, it's the future. Well, it's the pseudo future, um, of two thousand five, where uh, a bunch of military pilots. Uh, it it starts off by saying like, oh, a bunch of high class military pi military pilots are selected for this. Uh, very special yeah, ripping off top gun it's ripping off top gun basically just being like oh these top navy 
air, air fighter pilots and even just the way these three interact with each other it's so top gun-ish where they're just like oh we're so cool we fly planes like ooh, it's like oh god stop stop trying to be top gun because you're not top gun because there's no tom cruise here it's uh it's it's so embarrassing really but anyway so it's the future and these three are the top pilots in the world apparently i i could have fooled me because they act like complete dumbasses the whole movie but i guess they're they're just the top pilots because whatever anyway and then you know the military gets uh this super uber uh techno plane that's just like it's a robot it can fly by itself and then at some point it just wrecks wrecks havoc and just starts killing a lot of people it's like oh oh no like i care and so it's up to these three to stop them actually it's up to uh one of them to stop them because like i said jamie fox's character dies halfway through the movie he gets gunned down by the fucker and then jessica beale I don't even remember what happens to her or why this happens, but her plane starts malfunctioning and she just so happens to land in North Korea. So she's out of the movie for a a hot minute. So it's literally up to Josh Lucas's character. The, the, the white guy is up. It's up to him to save the day. How convenient the main white guys, (laughs) the only one left. Um, it's, this movie is so boring it is so unbelievably boring like i should really not be this bored by this uh movie because so it's it's about a killer fighter plane like and it apparently just goes around the world blowing people up like that sounds cool but it's not i don't remember a damn scene blowing me away by how epic the plane is like it just bomb cities like it just blows shit up and it just doesn't mean anything and it's filmed in the most obnoxious way possible i this is something that bugs me personally but there's this thing that a lot of movies it happened a lot in the 2000s and into the 2010s where filmmakers would do this thing where they would have a shot that's so obviously just entirely cgi and but they film it in a way where it looks like a camera is actually there. So to give an example, there's a scene in Star Trek 2009 directed by J.J. Abrams where Kirk is on that like not Hoth planet where it's entirely snow. And there's a scene where like you see this creature like on this mountain and like the camera zooms in on it. Like it's like like the camera's like actually there, like it's handheld, like the cameraman's actually on that Hoth planet with Kirk. But it's like, I know it's CGI. I know it's just computer tricks to make it look like that. Like, cause just cause the way the camera moves is so artificial and obviously the creature moving is obviously CGI. Like I know it's CGI just cause of the way it looks. So like, it's just frustrating. It is so irritating when movies do that. And a lot of older movies from the two thousands did that. Cause they were like, Ooh, look at us. Like, Ooh, the, it's like the camera's actually there, but this is actually entirely CGI. It's like, yeah, I know, I know cut it the fuck out it's annoying so then there's a lot of that in this movie and it's annoying i it's it's headache inducing even like just the way the camera moves it's so quick and like it's just always moving and shaking and like ah it gets headache inducing it's like i don't even know what i'm looking at half the time because the movie's just the camera the camera quote unquote like the computerized 
world that you're creating is just moving at like 90 miles an hour and it's like i i can't fucking see what's going on like how am i supposed to have fun when i don't know what's going on like at least if you're gonna be entirely cgi let me get a good look at everything you know like let me see what's going on let me experience the visual mastery of a film a visual film like is that really so much to ask for for a movie to look nice and for me to understand to comprehend what the hell is going on in any given scene like why even make it a film anymore like if you're just not even gonna make it look nice oh god it's just so stupid and the rest of the movie is so dumb it it just has so many plot contrivances there's a scene where josh lucas is able to convince the robo plane to like follow him to alaska to some base in alaska and he just they go there and josh lucas like crash lands and so like the military there is like helping him and then he's at the doctor's and for some reason the guy's just like hey i need to give you like an injection because you you need medicine and he's like oh i don't need medicine and so like he punches the guy and the guy gets then like the guy gets the medicine hit with the medicine so then he gets knocked out and it's like what are you doing like you weren't in any kind of danger why are you acting like you're in some kind of danger and then he and then he just takes a gun and he starts like shooting up the base to get to the robo plane and he's like come on we gotta go save my not girlfriend in north korea because he has to go to jessica beale to save her in north korea it's like why like what sense does any of this make like i get it you have to get your girlfriend because i i guess because she's your girlfriend so by principle i guess that's why like i don't really care for these two they're incredibly bland like i don't care for them they're incredibly bland characters they they have no chemistry i'm literally just supposed to root for them because it's a white guy and a white woman together it's like oh great i don't care they they don't mean anything to me they're just they're they're just characters you're in the movie is insisting that i should care about and i don't i don't care because well first of all i'm not rooting for this guy he's a total he looks like a fucking jackass he just looks like an untrustworthy kind of guy apparently he was an american psycho which makes sense he probably played a jackass in that movie too so that makes sense but here he's not leading man material so i can understand why josh lucas is not a person i see headlining a movie very often god is there even anything else to say there really isn't it's just it's literally one of the most boring nothing movies i've ever seen it's one of those movies where i try to think of something i liked about it and i can't think of a damn thing there is not a single thing i like about this movie like like nothing like maybe there's like maybe a cool shot or maybe a cool line of dialogue i've already forgotten it like in the moment i probably thought it was cool but like there's nothing nothing for me to grasp onto watching it there was there's nothing for me to grasp onto thinking about it 24 hours later it's just a big nothing movie nothing cool happened nothing exciting happened as i said earlier it tries to be 2001 a space odyssey because again the robot plane goes haywire and starts like 
killing humanity. It's like, oh, it's just like HAL 9000, except not interesting in the slightest. Like, I'm sure the movie was trying to be Top Gun meets 2001 A Space Odyssey. And yeah, on the surface, I can understand that. But when thinking about it, I'd rather watch both Top Guns because those were entertaining, fun movies. And I'd rather watch 2001 A Space Odyssey because that's actually a deep and profound movie with themes to think about and actually has amazing cinematography, amazing editing, amazing acting, amazing set design, amazing model work, amazing music, amazing everything. Like It's one of the greatest movies ever made for a reason. And this is just none of that. I remember nothing about it. I want to remember nothing about it. It's just a big nothing movie. And so, if you can't tell already, is this a keep? Is this a not keep? It's a not keep. A definite, definite not keep. I would not be caught dead with this in my uh, collection ever again. So, goodbye. Oh, shit. All right. I think that about does it. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for doing whatever it is you do to get to here to click on whatever it is you got to click on to listen to me ramble about a movie about monkeys and a movie about jamie fox dying halfway through uh i'd say that about does it so that about does it thank you all for listening and i'll see you all next time yeah.